This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, a tree of much Cedric has been sump AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. You can hear the n- nuclear blast, the ice-cold Nordic lunacy, and the bludging of the blue boat of the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia... Welcome to another bludge. This is H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And speaking of incredible things this week, I think the new skip for England managed to get a century in 64 balls. Uh, I think it was uh, the fastest or the in terms of the number of balls taken, the num- you know, the quickest number of balls to get a century ever. Uh, Blindside is an update on our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava. As many bludgers know, the Knights and the Bowel Cancer community are working hand in hand to find a cure for this dreaded top of the table killer. Uh, this week, the Knights have teamed up with the Eye of the Storm producers and in the next Live Eye pilot featuring Cam Smith, there will be a hands-on demonstration of the bowel cancer screening test. Host Cam Smith will be on the dump and tickle, along with rabbit Tom Burgess, dragon funny man Aaron Woods, and the barbecue king himself, Paul Vaughan. The results will be f- fascinating. Other league topics this week include the, uh, obviously in the iPilot, include did Gus's spray at training midweek get the kennel home over the hempeck foul house last weekend? What a match that was. And it's hard to imagine both those sides now dwelling at the bottom of the rugby league ladder. Now, will Trent Barrett, the kennel master, uh, you know, be there long after Gus is gone? It's a big statement from Gus saying he came out and swinging and saying, yeah, Trent will be there long after I've gone. Or is it the beginning of the kiss of death, a long, so slow, lingery, passionate kiss between coach and Bulldog. Uh, and who will win the biggest battle of all in 2020? No, it's not got nothing to do with the NRL. Will the Rabbits or the Roosters call the rebuilt flush town SFS home? That is one that has divided the community across New South Wales. Special guest joining Cam on the city of Scrum on the day better dump on the futon of football for this live pilot includes super coach Wayne Bennett, uh, Diver of the Week, Matthew Lodge, and the Storm Cheese, a.k.a. Blue Cheese, uh, obviously along with Cam Munster as Minder to keep his language in check. Although I must say the language of love is something that is the language of league love, uh, is something that uh, American fans of rugby league, when they see it, is going to really, really enjoy. Imagine swearing in pigeon 
when you get over to Denver or wherever this match is going to be played. It's going to be great. Incidentally, in show business news, the three billionaires, Gib, Yeh, Ni Kanye and Rie are confirmed to open the new toilet-equipped centre of rugby league excellence and resilience at the Sydney Football Stadium later this year. The trio is a tight fit for this night of nights. And when the three voices combine in harmony on the Maastricht variations of I'd love to have a beer with Duncan, as a finale, well, tears, obviously. Tears, obviously, it'll have many heading for a spell in the nearest John, and there are plenty of them. Most of the crowd, I think, will be catered for uh, if they want to use the facilities. But elsewhere, Stadium Wars continues. It appears that the suburban stadiums will get a green light. This is the suburban rugby... This is the Volandis' vision of suburban stadiums. The dream, the Volandis' dream is to have a... Uh, a 50,000-seater within 100 metres of your front door. Uh, now, that uh, dream will get a green light in the June budget, enabling the big dance, uh, the big Watusi, to stay in Sydney. Uh, but nothing is inked. And as uh, Roy pointed out to me briefly off air, when you look at uh, Dominic Perrottet, you don't see rugby league, but that's just me and Roy. Uh, with an election coming... Uh, I'm not quite sure when the election falls due, but certainly after the budget in June, uh, no vote can be taken for granted in New South Wales. Entirely different picture in Queensland, ACT and so on. They're very go-ahead. They're very rugby league literate. But there seems to be a divide developing between rugby league and the government in New South Wales. Uh, look, these heavy on-field uh, league issues will be interrupted and sidelined when the code comes together for Magic Ground at Lang Park next weekend. Uh, to add a bit of grunt and poke to Magic Ground, Penn and Teller. Uh, coming with a duffel bag of card tricks for halftime in every game. That's going to be great to see Penn and Teller. I don't know if they've ever been to Australia before. I don't know what they know about rugby league. I don't care. They're just great. And Dynamo's coming as well. Uh, Dynamo is going to, well, really make magic happens when he makes an Olympic-sized swimming pool disappear completely. I mean, that is magic. That is magic. Forget your rugby league. That is magic. And you spell it M-A-G-I-C. Now, uh, into fallout from the... Uh, build up to Magic Round, people are chatting about Magic Round 2023 already, which is good news. Uh, but there will be 19 teams in the comp, so somebody's going to have to sit out and cut oranges. And they're not sure where the spotlight of orange cutting is going to fall. Uh, some people have suggested, well, why not the Dolphins? They'll be the newest team. Well, they're going to be in. They've decided, you know, Volandis, the man of feathers, has decided the Dolphins are in. So it's got to be somebody else. You know, how would St. George Dragon and Aurora feel? A joint venture. Peeling oranges. How does that go down with you a lot? Anyway, that's all ahead. I just hope they get paid the same as the teams that run out. Now, in further fallout to 2022 Stadium Wars, the big stink, that is the Bledisloe 2, featuring the All Blacks and our very own old gold fruit and nut, will be played midweek at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. The date is September the 15th. There's a clash of dates elsewhere, and the Bledisloe is off to Melbourne again. I mean, why don't they just declare every Bledisloe should be played in Melbourne and solve a lot of, you know roaming around looking for a place to play. And Marvel's not a bad stadium. It's got a roof, plenty of people. It's got good food facilities. I've had some excellent meals there, great sight lines. It's all, well, I was going to say it's almost rectangular. That's obviously a lie. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, gets you, you're pretty close to the action there. I mean, I think they had the uh, World Darts Championship there one year. Gives you an idea of how close you can get. And what about those tars? <laughs> Have they turned a corner or not? The tune... Uh, Tars 24, Crusaders 21. Crusaders high-flying in the uh, in the rugby union competition from New Zealand and our Tars made them look quite ordinary. International football news and Diego Maradona's Hand of God shirt sells for $7.1 million. 
The bloods dropped out at 5.9 million mark when the pace came too hot for the ABC Grandstand Purse. But I tell you what, it would look great in the foyer and what a talking point. People would have come from all over the world to see the Hand of God shirt in the ABC foyer. Meanwhile, uh, the under the pump, not a term I use often, but the under the pump, not sure what it means. Uh, that is the under the pump Chelsea Football Club find an owner who's prepared to part with, as I understand it, £7 billion. Not dollars, as may be mentioned in the news. Pounds for the privilege of owning real estate at Stamford Bridge. That is a hell of a lot of lucre. Now, boxing, Wednesday night. Obviously, Roy and I will be there. The donkey circuit fires up at Nuke Cent Cent, opened by the Queen in 1973. I hope I've got that date right. With uh, the one everyone wants to see, that's the stool up against the carpet. When Paul Gallen pulls on the shorts against Chris Tavieski on boxing's Night of Nights in 2022 in the War of Words. The build-up, obviously, the stool was on song he called the carpet a quitter. I don't think the carpet is a quitter. I think I just hope he just didn't end up on the deck at the end of the night. On the undercard, we'll get another chance to see the new noise in the fight caper. Yes, it's the ballet dancer Harry Garside taking on the Tasmanian Band-Aid, Leighton McFerrin. I've heard nothing but good things about the Band-Aid, and Harry, incidentally, has prepared the pas de deux from Sleeping Beauty, which in a break with tradition, he's going to dance solo before the... Uh, touching the gloves and the ref saying, box on, boys. And in Trot News from Trot Central, Tabcourt Park, Menangle, the whole shebang in New South Wales is to receive a cashectomy of $15 million. $15 million is going into the trot caper. You know, you wonder why potholes in the roads can't be fixed and kids can't have air conditioning in classrooms when it's 42 degrees. Well, now you know. Prize money is up, breeding bonuses on offer, and a new flushable toilets are, provo- are proposed now for all venues. No wonder Singo is licking his lips and on the lurk with a wallet open. Before I go on, can I mention that uh, tonight at uh, Wendy Park, there's a million-dollar dog race. Hard to imagine, isn't it? Look, I've got nothing against people winning money. They can do whatever they like with it. Don't worry me. But, you know, here we have two great sporting events which are just hoovering money out of the state budget. Anyway, Aussie's fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod, prod forward through the solidly backed up storage of the week sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go, to get a go, and if you've got something already, get in the back of the queue for another go because you're an Australian. You know, and for God's sake, make something favourite. Just don't stand there. And now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. That's right, league lovers, get a grip, because the voice of hope is only heard right here on Bludging on the Blindside, and the voice belongs to rampaging Roy Slavin. Can I say this before letting Roy off the leash? This man does not walk around on eggshells, and even though everyone in rugby league lives lies, this man just delivers the facts. Happy Rugby League, Roy. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, cyber dude! Yes, thank you very much, uh, H.G. Nelson, and uh, happy Rugby League to you and uh, your family and happy Rugby League to all Australians, especially those quiet Rugby League-loving Australians who uh, they never get a look in, do they? No, they don't. They don't. They never get a look in. They're always... uh, just assume that they will... Do the right thing. Do the right thing, and 99% of the time they do. Mm. Uh, anyway. You know, I'm pleased that we shout at the weekend, but the rest of the time we're pretty quiet. Yeah, I know. We, we, I know. We, we, we like to just be quiet, rugby league-loving Aussies. Like Families. Most 
Aussies are. Yeah. Family people. Family people, that's right. Family people who believe in the values of rugby league. Who have, a, you know, certain favourites, favourite clubs. Well, I mean, we don't talk about it on air. We don't allow our prejudice. We, no. we try to be neutral. We do. We try, we try to be even-handed as, as much as we possibly can. It's no big ask, no. just for a couple of hours each week, to suspend your prejudice and put your country ahead of yourself. Mm. Put rugby league ahead of yourself. Thanks. It's not that hard to do. No. Well, it probably is. But... But we've been doing it for so long now that uh, it, it's, it almost feels natural. It almost feels normal to put your prejudice aside and just see rugby league for what it is, the greatest game of all. And remember, it's a funny old game, right? It is a funny old game. So the greatest game and funny it's at the same time. Funny, how, how could we funny, miss? Funny old game. Uh, now, you're right. I was concerned, HG, that the donkey circuit might uh, di- just, just disappear, wither on the vine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. This Chris Terzieski has got donkey written all over him. <laughs> uh, donkey circuit, at least, written all over him. And uh, we wish him all the rest, all, all the best. Uh, I don't know if he's fought someone like Gal before. Uh, Gal, you know, he get, likes to get in close. He does. Uh, there, there's not much uh, science to it. No. Remember, um, guard your ankles, strap your yeah, ankles. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But uh, either way, I think it's going to be a tremendous night. And as you say, it's going to be at the International Sports Centre in Newcastle uh, and by the Queen, and you're right, in 1973. And uh, it's a wonderful venue, not only for rugby league, but for boxing. Yeah. Oh, perfect for it's boxing. It's perfect for boxing. If people doubt this, just, uh, I mean, if you're anywhere near, if you're living in Sydney, just, uh, you know, get on the train, go up to Newcastle, waddle over to the uh, International Sports Centre. It's not far from Broadmeadow Railway Station. And you can have a terrific night, get the train home, you're back in bed by about 10, 10.30. Perfect. Everything's tickety-boo. Uh, Sergio Garcia indicates he'll be joining the Sharks' new Saudi and very exciting Saudi golf concept. Uh, he joins an illustrious set of names uh, like Hensby, Zella, Mud, and Senior. So that's going to be, I think that start it must be next month that's going to kick off in London. It's going to be a, a, a fantastic event. Um, sadly, I don't think we'll be there because of rugby league commitments, mm. uh, but we'll try to stay across it and bring you the news of it as accurately as we possibly and can. And the atmosphere. Suspending any prejudice we might have. Uh, I just love it when golfers, great golfers, get together and have a go. You can't ask for more of that or any more than that. Now, the success of the Jack Jumpers shows that the Apple Isle is ready for the national stage in both the AFL and, dare I say it, in the National Rugby League. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, there hasn't been much talk of Tasmanian Rugby League, and I, I tell you why, and quite rightly, because there isn't much happening there. That's fair to say. But it wouldn't take much, you know, a little plant a couple of seeds. Mm-hmm. Plant a couple of seeds now, uh, because I know some of the uh, jack jumpers love their rugby league. Uh, they're Tasmanian, they love Tasmania, they love their rugby league, and I can see a marriage between those two concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a, a, a new premier in uh, in uh, Tasmania now, he's very go-ahead, who's uh, very much supporting uh, a, a, a Tasmanian uh, AFL, to, AFL team, and quite rightly, quite rightly, and it wouldn't look untoward to have a little bit of rugby league happening there as well. Note that Vlandis wouldn't hurt to have, say, Souths v Manly game, take place in Hobart. 
Well, I tell you what, wouldn't it be a jab in the eye yes. to the AFL if the Rugby League could get a team out of Tasmania before, before they got the AFL does? Yes, I know. It's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible. With Vlandis, he's a can-do man. Yeah. He can do it tomorrow. He can get it happening. I don't know if there's been any correspondence between the Man of Feathers and the new Tasmanian uh, Premier. I don't know. I don't know. I'd just be guessing. I tell you what. I'd say probably not, but maybe. I tell you what. Imagine the state government paying for a team out of Tasmania to square the ledger in terms of this unequal number of teams next year. Ah, yes. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. There are lots of possibilities, and I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at uh, the uh, the Pacific Islands, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the Royal and Ancient has decided to reject the Sharks' application to play in the 150th British Open. Uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of Shark fans, uh, were very keen to see uh, the Great White Shark go round again. I don't know who's going to caddy for him. I don't know if he'd approached anyone to uh, to be a caddy. Uh, but uh, it would have been wonderful to see him go round again and it might have lured uh, someone like Nick Faldo uh, to come out of retirement as well. I know a lot of people would like to see Nick and uh, Shark go head-to-head again as they did all those years ago, ending in tragedy, of course, for the man they call the Great White Shark. Um, anyway, that's been hit on the head and he's uh, he's uh, reportedly reportedly to or reported to have said that he's terribly disappointed. All right. And I think he would be terribly disappointed because mm-hmm. I think he was, uh, you know, he had his body right, he had his game right, he had his game head ready, he had his new outfits ordered, made, hats. bespoke, had the hats made, tailored, bespoke, looked great, looked great in the mirror. I've seen a couple of photographs. He looks exceptional. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're not going to see it, sadly. And sadly, we won't be here to see the 300th, which would be the next time he might get offered to play. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, Sam Kerr is voted England Women's Player of the Year, yes. quite rightly. And what a great, fe- what a terrific feather in the cap. Cap, of course, is obviously brimming with feathers. Uh, so are the feathers, as or the cap there is, uh, uh, the, the cap of Ange Postacoglu, who this evening might become Australia's most successful coach in any Sport. Is that right? Any sport? In any sport. Yep. Yep. The most successful coach uh, of all time. Uh, Now, Naomi Osaka and Nick Kyrgios are said to compete in the Wimbledon mixed doubles. I know they've spent a bit of time together. They've been training together and practising together. Wow. Um, Taking it seriously. They're taking it very, very seriously. Uh, I don't know if the special Ks are going to be taking the, doing the doubles, though, and I'm not too – I'm not absolutely con- absolutely convinced that Nick himself will be competing in the singles. Mm-hmm. But the mixed doubles, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there with Naomi, and a lot of people would love to see this. So a dream team. Uh, it's a dream team, yeah. yes, a dream team. And if anyone can get the best out of Naomi – it's Nick, and if anyone can get the best out of Nick, it's Naomi. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, a rainbow connection. Mm-hmm. Rainbow connection. Uh, speaking of Nick, he's apologised for parking every night in a go-get car space. Uh, these things can happen. You yeah, know, you come you, home late. You, you come home late. There's no other bloody park. Where am I going to park? Mm-hmm. And there it is, the go-get. Oh well, I'll take that. Yeah. The trouble is he's got a very distinctive car. I know. People know it's his. Lime green. Lime green. Yeah, yeah. mad. Mad. Mm. Mad as. Uh, but he's apologised and said he won't. Go, he's not going to do it again. Right. Yeah, unless he comes back late and there's nowhere else to park. What's a bloke got to do? He Let can't just double train. park. Can't make the car disappear. 
You know, and there's no parking in the apartment. Anyway, don't know what can be done. Um, now, Novak Djokovic is said to be, his word, not mine, heartbroken mm. at Boris being jailed. This is Boris Becker. This is Boris Boom Boom, boom. boom Becker. Uh, I, I suspect he's not the only one. I think the whole tennis world reeled. Uh, when the judge came down with the guilty verdict and uh, banished him to uh, wear the stripes. Um, <laughs> mercifully, H.G., if there's any any good thing we can take out of this, and there's probably not much, uh, but uh, very few tennis players end up in jail. Mm-hmm. Very, very few. Uh, I don't think uh, an Australian tennis player has ever ended up in jail. Uh, I think Roscoe Tanner did time for theft and fraud a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roscoe had that terrific big l- lightning, big left-handed yeah. serve. Yeah, big Roscoe, the Texan. Mm-hmm. By mm-hmm. golly, he could play, couldn't mm-hmm. he? Hit the ball. Hit the ball. Could yeah. he ever? I know. Anyway, Roscoe <laughs> did time. For, and uh, I think big Bill Tilden, uh, this is back in, the, I want to say, the 30s, uh, he might have done time for what's described as contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Uh, Less said the better, I think. Um, Can I ask, are you suggesting a penal circuit to get... Well, uh, a bit late. Bill's not with us anymore. I I don't know if Roscoe's playing anymore. And honestly, Boom Boom doesn't look as if he's that interested in picking up... Well, he'll have time to think about it. Oh, I know he will. And so if he could get it, uh, I'm not sure where he is, but they might be able to play the scrubs. His, oh. his jail versus the scrubs. Oh, right. right. I'm right. not sure who's inside the scrubs, but they'd be able to have some training videos from YouTube or I something suppose. like that. I suppose. Yes, yes, I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I thought you were suggesting a circuit of... Uh, of um, Crooks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. You know, tennis playing crooks. Well, well, there aren't many. No. That's what I'm saying. Well, what I'm, what well, I'm, you know, over, we're talking from the 1930s through to now, mm-hmm. there's been three. Yeah. Can three. I put, three. Oh, no. It's oh, no. not a big number. There must be people you know, who... You're normally tennis players. People who pick up the racket and open the canister of balls professionally are decent, hard-working, law-abiding citizens. I think what I'm referring to is remove the word professionally from that. Oh, okay. So oh, just people in the jail. Who oh, right, who like to hit a ball. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Well, there might be a show. Speak, speak to uh, Sneezy. Oh, there could be a show in it. There, I, a Sneezy show, is. yeah. Well, Sneezy be right up behind that. Uh, Tennis behind the bars, something like that. Tennis in jail. Remember when we spoke about this some time ago, people didn't believe it, but that the mm-hmm. rugby league community has found a number of very good referees yes. amongst the people in the jail community. Oh, there would like. be. There yeah, would be. Yeah, yeah that, 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 uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. I don't know how many rugby league referees have ended up in jail. Not many. No, it's the other way around. They it's the other way around. in jail. Yeah. Yes, you know. they do. They do. Uh, now, harness racing, as she has alluded to, is to receive a $5 million injection and a prize money increase by 48%. God, they're aware of inflation, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, nobody in the federal government is. No. But certainly harness racing realise... Mm, that uh, that grocery bills. I mean, you go into a, to a, to a, to get some groceries these days. It's astonishing how much they're charging. Mm. You know, I, I saw something like for a, for a, you know a, a couple of uh, you know a few vegetables. You know, you're paying up to you know twenty twenty five dollars for a capsicum. 
And it's not a very good capsicum. No, it's a bit rotten. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, the, the cost of living at the moment is out of control. Yeah. Who is in control? Yeah. Just while you've got a bike. A cauliflower, you can pay $9 for a cauliflower. Uh. And here's the weird thing, that a lettuce, just an ordinary bloody iceberg lettuce, costs more than a bucket of KFC. <laughs> what is that about? Hmm. How are we supposed to develop a nation of healthy young kids? If that's the score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Good point, Roy. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I guess we're paying too little for our KFC. Uh, is the NRL at war with the New South Wales government or is it personal? Yeah. Does uh, Volandis dislike Peritet and Peritet dislike Volandis? Is it a cultural thing? Is that, is that all it is? Is that, what, is that what's going on here? I don't like it when, you know, the government and the rugby league aren't singing from the same hymn sheet. At uh, the moment, they're not. Uh, they're not. They're not sharing the vision. I don't know what vision Perrottet has for rugby league. I've never heard the, the man say rugby league. I've never th- heard that expression come from his mouth. No. I don't know if he likes it, hates it. I don't know who his team is. Mm-hmm. If he's got a team, mm-hmm. he may not have a team. No, it doesn't matter. He doesn't look like a rugby league fan to me. I mean, just, just from a distance, I don't know the bloke. I've never been close to the bloke. I've only seen him on television. And when I look at him on television, do I think of rugby league? No, I don't. Am I alone? No, I'm not. Now, as the, the Papua New Guinea, obviously, they're, they're vying to have a team in the NRL. Champing at the bit. As soon as possible. And I think that would be an excellent idea. Excellent idea for various geopolitical reasons that we'll get to, and we have alluded to in the past, but it's terribly, terribly obvious. And I hope, I know it's a difficult time for governments, but I hope uh, Foreign Minister Payne has had a word to the Prime Minister or the Foreign Minister of Papua New Guinea, assuring that, uh, you know, the way will be uh, eased uh-huh. as uh, efficiently and as quickly as possible. Uh, in other rugby league, new rugby league news, Steve Blocker-Roach... Uh, he's released uh, an ambitious plan for uh, Leichhardt Oval, all of which I approve of and is very exciting. There's going to be a major new grandstand. Uh, 50,000 seats. Uh, 50,000 seater. Toilets. Uh, plenty of toilets. Uh, there's going to be a museum of rugby league. I love this idea. I love the idea of a museum of rugby league. In the west of, of Sydney, league. I think, is it's going to be its focus. Well, I assume it'll be part of the complex at Leichhardt Oval that you go there to have a look at the museum. Um, There's going to be new function facilities uh, so that you can hire the the facilities there at Leichhardt Oval, say, for a wedding or a celebration of any sort or if you're having an awards night, maybe you're you're a bowling club and you're having an awards night you want somewhere special to have the event, you could do a lot worse than going to Leichhardt Oval, the new complex Beautiful. there, Beautiful. and maybe have a look at the uh, the uh, Museum of Rugby League while you're there. And parking, Roy? There's a new car park being built for 50,000 cars. I don't know if this has gone by the locals yet, but uh, if Steve Blocker-Roach is behind it, so am I. Uh, a new gym, and I am suggesting that a heritage order be placed on the old original toilets. I think they should be left there just to remind people... How of, bad it was. ...of what life was like. Yeah, how bad it was. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of kids are going to scratch their heads and say, nah, no one could have used it. They did. They did use them. This is what the players and the public had to put up with back in the day. Mm-hmm. 
back in the day. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I don't know if it's been costed yet. I know the uh, Darcy Byrne, the mayor, is right behind it yes. and joined Blocker in uh, in uh, making the announcement. Now, uh, whether if, if the money is coming simply from the uh, ratepayers of the Leichhardt area, I'm uncertain the that would be the Inner West Council, I suppose, uh, whether the Peritet government has stepped up to the plate and made an offer, whether there have been any whispers, I haven't heard any. I don't know. I haven't heard any federal government being earmarked for this at all. I've heard nothing from the Prime Minister or from the Leader of the Opposition, Anthony Albanese. Uh, so I don't know what the circumstance is yet. Now, can I ask, they're going to play six matches of rugby league at it, aren't they, each year? They are, each year. That's six, guaranteed. Six matches. Six matches, yeah. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Uh, and there, as I say, there are lots of other reasons you could use that particular know, area as a, as a, a, a great uh, function because the facilities are going to be, my understanding is, second to none world class standard as you would expect from Blocker Roach. Make of that what you will. Australians, do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, a couple of things here. First up, the card, the rugby league card. Well, Several great games so far already. We had uh, Rabbitohs go down against the Adam Reynolds-powered Broncos. Uh, Rabbits 12, Broncos 32. Another magnificent effort from Stickslot, Raiders 14 and Dogs 4. And then it was sort of sublime to ridiculous uh, matches last night because the Panthers 20, Eels 22. That was the match of the uh, season so far. Now, still to come... Today, Seagulls versus West Tigers, 3pm. Roosters v Titans, 5.30. Cowboys v Knights, 7.35. And tomorrow, Mother's Day, Mum, uh, when you stop rotating the tyres, you can look at Rugby League. Storm v Dragons, 2pm. Sharks v Warriors at 4.05pm. And uh, <clears throat> if the um, standard of the matches for the rest of the weekend live up to the Panthers v Eels, it'll be some weekend. Now, if you want to get involved with the show... Text number 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or the phone or the old-fashioned way, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. RoyNHG uh, at abc.net.au. And at the top of the show, I need to take a moment to acknowledge the passing of Mark Kennedy, who passed away last week after a long illness. Mark was a long-term, long-standing producer at the ABC, radio producer at the ABC, in particular Triple J and local radio. He worked here for several decades. And when Roy and I began first fiddling around in radio, he was producing Triple J's breakfast show with Rusty Nails. And uh, having done that job for many years, moved on to uh, work with uh, Mikey Robbins and Helen Razor, a very successful breakfast show on Triple J. It's not a... What should I say? It's not an upfront job. You don't get your stick to head uh, out front much, but uh, he was a very unassuming, quiet producer who did exactly what radio producers have to do, is to produce something good now, if you don't mind, please. Uh, And we got to know him while working on This Sporting Life, uh, of which he worked with us for the best part of two decades and uh, connected to some of the highlights, including things like 
This is the South Coast News and I'm Paul Murphy. Uh, the Festival of the Boot, which was an annual event which covered rugby league and uh, AFL and, of course, the Melbourne Cup coverage, which was a, a triumph in, uh, you know, in itself. Now, um, he uh, was extremely good at seeing something in a bunch of rubbish. And when we uh, came to work, we just had a, that is at the Triple J with the idea of this sporting life, as in making a sporting parody program about a sports radio commercial network program, uh, which is really what this sporting life was. And we got very lucky in that he could see that the idea in this, that there was something in the idea here, and he was prepared to put his shoulder to the wheel and generate a lot of the a lot of the in- incidental bits of production which made the show sing. Uh, he <clears throat> was also worked with lots of other people along the way. One of my particular things that he did was work with Steve Abbott, the Sandman, and on a number of uh, productions of uh, Steve's, uh, where he basically read the books that he'd written, including The Diary of a Bust Clown, which I think was the best of the lot. So it's very sad news. And at this tele, uh, well, at this uh, difficult time, we send our regards to his partner Ali and his extended family, and uh, hope their uh, their best wishes for the coming weeks ahead. Uh, yes, I, I'd agree with all that. Um, uh, Mark, as you say, I, I, I think had the best ears in radio and uh, the bits of material that we would write and he would produce all those years ago stood the tests of time for many decades. And, of course, he held on to his skills and produced the uh, highlights package, which we released a couple of years That's ago right. on CD, and the, the skill was still there, and uh, that was a... A tribute to him, and uh, it was uh, acknowledged by the Arias as the uh, as the best uh, comedy production of that particular year. So we say farewell to Mark Kennedy. The cult of eleven believes in the power of the number eleven. If you believe in eleven, then bludge on the blind side here on ABC Radio. Roy, uh, sadly, we come back to <clears throat> rugby league uh, in the here and now, and again, the crisis in rugby league uh, in the country has risen its head. Yes. Uh, look, I think this is, um, you know, he, he, <clears throat> I mean, I've got to go to the uh, Nine Networks newspaper, yes. uh, which suggests, you know, it's all very well, these heartwarming stories about, you know, people like Sam Burgess coaching the Ara, Arara Valley Axeman and uh, Greg Inglis packing down in his hometown comp of Maxville. Good. But it's not, uh, that's the exceptions. It's uh, in the same competition, the Bellingham Magpies won't be fielding a side this year. That's the tragedy. Bellingham, Bellingham tragedy. Magpies. This is, is that the, because of floods? Actually, it's been a difficult time in the Northern Rivers area. Has that got anything to do with it? Well, that's a, fa- that's a PhD topic, I think. The yes. impact of floods, recent floods on rugby on league. rugby league, I think yes. is a story yet to unfold. Yep, yep. Uh, what give you an idea of how important the Belgian Magpies are? This is a club that won nine premierships in thirteen years in the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties. Yes, produced uh, Dylan Edwards and Sean Fenson. Uh, it's a familiar story across the state. Every week, uh, the the sports writers on the nine paper get an email in the inbox of someone whose country footy team that is on life support. Nothing's done about it. Meanwhile. <clears throat> And this is where he, the nub of this: Sydney-based power brokers engage in costly, what they're described here as pissing contests. Right. I didn't realise that this was going on. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't travel in those circles. The upper circles of rugby league. No, no, But no, I didn't yeah. think, you know, spraying a wee up the wall was still part of the current, no. you know, scene. No. Uh, because <clears throat> they couldn't sit in a room and sort out the issue. 
about its elections while the debate rages about how many hundreds of millions should go to the suburban grounds or a roof on Acor. The rumour and excuse that country clubs are dying because country towns are dying is very thin because, of course, the population shift has been back to the country. Yes, country towns aren't dying. No, they're not. In fact, there's been a renewal of country towns uh, post-COVID. The country country towns have been the big winners of COVID. But the question has got to be that rugby league is still going backwards in the bush even though the towns are going forward. There's a disconnect there. There is. Now, we've talked about this before. It was the Hogs for the Homeless highlighted this many, many years ago. Yes. When Freddie threw his leg over a Harley Davidson and started driving around the state, discovering that most people in rural and regional New South Wales hated the Blues, that is the team. That's right. Because they never won and they sided with the Maroons and this got Freddie thinking. Yes. Now, we put together for Freddie a four-point plan. Mm-hmm. targeted immigration. That's right. So if you want to play rugby league and live in the bush in Australia, you can come on down. Mm-hmm. You get a rugby league visa to come here and play for the season. Yes. It's a great idea. Yes. Grey nomads as players and pie warmers. Mm-hmm. It's a catchphrase, meaning you could get on a website saying I'm going to be in, say, Bellingham between May the 12th and May the 25th. How can I help? How can I help? Do you want me to play? I'm prepared to bring the boots and shorts or do you want me to start the pie warming and put the urn on? Yeah. Or do you want me to sell the tickets, do the yep. car parking, yep. as long as Nick Kyrgios is Or mow the oval prior Or mow the, the oval, line the oval. That yeah. was a Just great thing practical support. Then you came up with the idea of driver's licences yes. for all registered league players, yeah. which I think was a brilliant breakthrough, Wheeze. Mm-hmm. And, of course, prize money to be increased in all competitions. Yes. Now, yep. Yep. we talk about the missing 14,000. The missing 14,000. But I believe that a number of the missing 14,000 were based in rural and regional Australia. And if we instituted this four-point plan, there's no election coverage about this. Neither party has stated anything, as you keep pointing out, about rugby league or, in fact, the crisis in the bush. I mean, I believe due to suburban stadiums, we could see the death. This is Volander's vision of suburban stadiums. We can see the We're death sucking of all the resource exactly. uh, out of uh, rural and regional rugby league. That that, but that's always been the problem. Mm-hmm. If we don't, if we don't keep those seeds and and keep the water on the seeds of rugby league in the bush, rugby league will die. We know that. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. We've got to nurture and preserve. It's a delicate thing. Rugby league. People think, oh, yeah, rugby league, they all players get everything. It's not like that at all. No. Can I Most ask, are really struggling. Can I ask, you know all these people, seat-changing people who left the city and, you know, yes. work from home out there. Yes. Do you think somebody should go around and knock on the door and say, are you just a recent arrival? You know, what's your attitude? What's your attitude? Rugby league, yes. Mm. Are you, are you going you to support the, the Bible? Are you going to bloody come down and support the local team? Mm. You know, if there's a local team there, they'll support it. Mm-hmm. But the trouble is there's not often a rugby league team there anymore. If you were a fan suffering from Rugby League Denial Syndrome, you are not alone. Just reach out to Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, mm-hmm. uh, this week... Someone's asking, actually, yeah, if, sure. uh, if at this Museum of Rugby League, if someone like Steve Edmed or Mick Pobgey would be uh, there on the door to usher people through and point out some... It would be lovely to have former players from both Wests and Balmain Tigers. Look, I'll go further than that. I think all life members of those clubs should make themselves available on a roster to be there, uh, say, two hours 
Yes. Twice a week. Yes. And yes. Uh, I yes. don't want to make it onerous. I think the thing maybe should open at about 10, 10 11 in the morning and mm. shut about 5 in the afternoon. In the I don't afternoon, think it should go yeah. all the time. Yes. So it wouldn't be a huge amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I do think that the idea that you could go down and look up in the, online mm. and see that backdoor Benny Elias was there. Yes. Uh, say yeah, this afternoon yeah. and duck down and get a couple of sure. autograph signs, etc. I tell you what, it would be a terrific thing too for rural and regional schools to have excursions. To the Rugby, to the League, rugby Museum. League Museum in Leichhardt. Plenty of parking. Uh, maybe it's a three or four hour bus ride from... Say Grenfell. Say Gren well, Grenfell, sure. Oh, I just picked that as yeah, a... Yeah, 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 yeah. Grenfell, sure. Mm. Um, it, it would be a three or four hour bus ride. From Grenfell, depending on which way you went, you'd either go through Bathurst or through Goulburn. I mean, the bus bus driver would know best. Um, and then spend uh, a few hours in the museum. You get the kids home by eight or nine that night. Yeah. What a trip! And what a trip! Memories. Yes. Now, can I ask? Would this be the first standalone? Bricks and mortar mm. rugby league museum. We've heard about the train. We've heard about the uh, you know oh, the sample right. tours. It'd yeah. be a regular thing that was stuck there forever as a rugby league. I think museum. it is a first. I think it's the the, the museum is. I, there's no museum of rugby league, as far as I know, in Australia. This would be the first. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why it's such an exciting concept. Mm -hmm. I think. And what would you see? You'd see uh, videos of games or, you know, images of games. Call up all sorts of games. Digital yeah, things. yeah, yeah. And would you uh, say... There'd be virtual stuff where, where virtual you could... stuff, yeah. In 3D, you could be part of, the, part of the game, part of the team. And you could ask the computer questions. Who won in 1969? That's right. Yes, Did yes, Warren, yes, yes. Warren ever Warren Ryan ever coached the uh, the Balmain Tigers? Yes, he did. Yeah, well, <laughs> to a grand final win? No, he didn't. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Mm. Now... And then you might be able to think, how much did a pie cost when, uh, yes. you know, a block when of When Wayne Pierce was running yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. How much was it? Well, I, I don't know. I could have a stab. Mm -hmm. But there you'd get the facts. Yes, that's right. Now, the next, well, there's a gotcha question, you see. Yes. I mean, they'll be asking, you know, elbow soon. How much does a pie cost to rent for an oval in, you know, in, in 1970? In 1970, yeah. yeah. Go on, elbow. <laughs> you meant to be smart. Yeah. You want to run the country? Yeah, you know the facts. What about a hot dog? How much, how much sauce did you get on a hot dog back in 1972, Abba? How many? <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you know? Yeah, this isn't a gotcha question, Abba. No. Would the public want to know this? Yeah. You know, because they're worried about cost of living. Are you worried about cost of living, Abba? Yeah. How much? You say you like South, yeah? <laughs> what do you know about South? How many fans has South got? <laughs> As of today. Yeah, that's Not right. last week. Yeah. How yeah. many did they lose this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can they make the eight? Yeah. Now, Abba, here's an easy one for you. When did they last win the flag? Yeah. yeah. And where was Sam playing? Yeah, that's And what right. happened to his head? Yeah, that's right. And who hit him? <laughs> now, this week there were some released some disturbing figures mm. concerning rugby league salaries. Right. Now, the one thing... Are they keeping up with inflation? That's the important thing. I don't thing. think so, no. But the one thing that shocked me was how cheap you can get a winger. Oh, yeah. See, wingers seem to come in around the dearest is um, Dallin Watney Zeleniak, yeah. uh, 600,000. Really? Addo Carr's 515,000. David uh, uh, Nofaluma is 468. Drops away very quickly. Tupu, the yeah. one who was in trouble the other week, yeah. I don't know what happened with that. Yeah. Uh, he's only 395,000. God, that's nothing. So then your, your fullbacks tend to have a bit more uh, ticket on them. Yeah, your spine, so, your spine get the big yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, Ponga, yeah. a million. 
uh, Tedesco a million, mm. Tommy Trebojevic, who's going to play with his brother, you were right. Oh, two me. brothers, yeah. Two brothers, yeah. yeah. Sam, yeah. I think it might be Sam. Sam Trebojevic. Oh, Ben. Ben, ben. Yeah, Trebojevic, yeah. They deserve to be there, though. They do. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. Now, yeah, 5'8s command a fair bit. Munster, 950,000. Whiten, 850,000. Mm. One thing that, <clears throat> you know, obviously the wingers, no one talks wingers, no one wants to see wingers, no one wants to hear about wingers. Particularly, mm, yeah. although well, a lot of wingers believe that you know people only come to watch them. I know. Is I, know. That, I, I don't know if they're being delusional or not. Um, certainly, it is exciting when you see a great backline move ending up with a winger diving over in the corner. I oh, know. I agree. But uh, but wingers don't have to do as much defence, do they? No, they're left. You out know, they're pretty well a protected species in many ways. Maybe that's why they don't get the big bucks. I, Maybe wingers I, have got to go. Looking for work. Ro- roving commission. Roving commission. If you had a, a winger that went looking for work. Oh, it could be worth the could sky's be, limit. Your sky's the limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, we had this topic before once and people said, well, we go just to watch the wingers. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But well, they, that, that there was, was only two people. Yeah. Why, now, don't they, why don't they build a flash new stadium in Dubbo or Orange, we're being asked on the text. Well, hang on a or minute. Or somewhere like that and introduce a country New South Wales team to the NRL comp. Well, that's a bloody good idea. Well, who's been... We've been prosecuting this for how long? Oh, exactly. And we're not a, we've not been shy about talking about a stadium in Orange. No. Which was meant to swing an election. But sadly, the people there, understandably, voted for a different party. They did. So no one talks about the Orange Stadium anymore, no, no. much to my chagrin. I know. It's going to be great. Be great. I, I mean, think... this Orange Stadium we had in mind would have rivaled the Maguire Centre in Wagga. <laughs> that big. I know. I know. For your school formals. Yes. Your, you know, obviously. Oh, your, all sorts of functions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your balls, HD, your balls. You might be able to get a fight in there too, you yes. know, a fight night your, going your in. Catholic ball, your Masonic ball, your, yeah, Catholic ball, your Masonic ball, all of that. Now, your other big uh, notice are locks. They seem to get quite a bit of money. Right. And back rowers. I don't know why back rowers yeah. get more money than props, but that's the way it is in rugby league. And, of course, your halfbacks. I haven't mentioned your halfbacks. One thing that surprises me is how few... Players Parramatta have in the in the big earners because they do have some extra. Well, they earned their money last night. They didn't did. They? they did. They, they did. did. So they're in there in the top uh, earners. Parramatta. Mm. They have Mitch Moses at nine hundred twenty-five thousand, but he's not the he's not the best paid halfback. No, by long not by far. And then Wanka Blake, Nathan Cleary mm. would be the most. He'd uh, get the most, wouldn't he? Oddly enough, DCE. Then, oh, Dale Terry Evans. Yeah, yeah fair he, enough. Yeah. He, he, he's on 1.25 million. Yeah. Uh, Nathan is on 1.2 million. Right. Benny Hunt is one point, oh, a bit hard here. Well, he's been earning million. his money for St George this year, you'd have to <clears> say, yeah. And so when you look at this, it's hard to know. A lot of them obviously have a pyramid sort of looking thing yes. in their pay structure, but the Parramatta reels looks to be fairly flat, so mm. they all roughly get the same. Yeah. Anyway, casual Which is probably good for Team Harmony. Team Harmony, yes, that's good. Team Harmony, because, you know, a lot of wingers hate it when, you know, they, they look at the number seven getting the big bucks and they know that the crowd's only there to watch them. <laughs> you know, anyway. Now, that low. match last night, there was a howler, wasn't there? Well, there was a uh, a knock on that was missed by everyone, wasn't there? Chain missed of command by here. Everyone. Chain of command here. The bunker should have picked it up. Yes. But then everybody would have got off the hook. So you're saying it's missed by the touch judges. It's missed yeah, by the missed central by referee. Everyone. And the game had moved on, so it was impossible to go back and review it because it was too far back. But it was. Uh, 
definite knock-on. Not that it affected the no, um, the, result. the result of the game. I, I mean, I, I'd have been furious had it affected the result of the game, but it didn't. No. It no. didn't. But a penalty try was a bit soft. I, I thought the penalty try was... Well, to be quite honest, I didn't think the penalty try was there. No, nor me. But that's, you know, I mean... Uh, yeah. And I don't think anyone at the ground thought it was a penalty try. No, because... I mean, was, people shocked when it was declared a penalty try. Bladen Penrith. Yeah. No, surprise is there. Now... Just so I can get a sip of water. Yeah. It's almost time for the news, and we'll be back with more bludging on the blind side. And uh, I think we'll be getting the um, <clears throat> the collection of material for the rugby league museum yes. uh, after the break, because we do have a sort of a civic duty to try and track down what you've got at home, which is rugby league. You know what memorabilia? Memorabilia. You, you could yeah. sell off. Like yeah. I'd love to see a, a a complete set of Scanlon's footy cards yes. for every year that Scanlon's put them out. Oh, I'm sure someone had had that. It would be worth an absolute fortune. Someone's just corrected uh, me in particular on the text here, actually. Roscoe Tanner came from Tennessee, not Texas. Gee, I'm glad you cleared that yeah, up. I I would have, that would have kept me awake at night. The International Panel on Climate Change has released startling evidence that suggests rugby league is the best spot for the environment. The panel believes all nations should establish a rugby league competition. This simple fact is known by all Australians listening to bludging on the blind side. Yes, uh, welcome back to bludging on the blind side. And uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, 0467920222. And I made this comment before is, um, you know, we're working in fairly... Uh, you know, constrained circumstances, the ABC at the moment. And if you write, uh, you know, a 40-page essay and put it on the text line, we just don't have enough time to assess it, um, you know, in the in the pattern of the show, in the way the show moves. So you're better off leaving that for a contribution to uh, the email bag, which is at royanhg at abc.net.au. So keep the text short. And if you want to spray and let it rip, you know, about any of the issues that we tackle, you know, rural and regional crisis, the museum, what should be in it, et cetera, or the stadiums who should, you know, or rules who couldn't see the knock-on, et cetera, then get in touch with us through royanhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Yes, they have, HG. Just on the text, Mike from Seaforth is wondering if uh, Blocker's new stadium could have a child's care centre. Well, yes. i tell you what would be good to... Uh, something. <clears throat> something... Uh, Appropriate to yours, hasn't it already got a area where you a quiet room in yes. which you can watch your rugby league and not be mozzed by huge crowd noises or uncertainties as well? Oh, Didn't this, they win it, an award? Uh, yes, they did. But this is in the Campbelltown area, oh, I think. Oh, it's just in the Campbelltown area. But Campbelltown do you think area. it's an idea? Oh, it's an idea that'll be part of the, the Blockers New Stadium. Yes, mm-hmm. there will be a, a, so, a quiet like, room for people on the spectrum. Area who want to rug- watch their rugby league in silence. Good on you. Easily done. Now, now the next thing is childcare. Yes. Are people able to drop the child Off care? at the it's at the new stadium, yes. As in 24-7 sort of thing, every day of the week the childcare will I be there? I assume so, yes. Yeah, what a great idea. Now you're talking. It's a great idea. And imagine seeding the idea of rugby league. In young in minds a- at a very young age because <laughs> each of those working at the childcare centre at Blocker Stadium at Leichhardt Oval would be rugby league compliant. And get this, I believe rugby league can be understood by all four-year-olds. Yes. Most who can count to six. Yes. Most who can understand forward and backwards. Yes. Most who can understand, you know... Bumping into someone. Exactly. <laughs> uh, someone else has pointed out, HG, that the uh, Junie Diesels uh, 
I think in Group 9, um, haven't got the numbers this weekend for a team. So it, 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 it stuck what is happening to rugby league in rural and Now, regional. the Junie Diesels, I'm pretty sure, were Laurie Daly's Laurie mob. Laurie Daly's mob, yes. Yes, and <clears throat> wonderful that, tradition. Yeah, they've been playing for a long, long time. For a long, time. long time, since I'd say about 1909. Now, where's the statue of Rabs? Is that out there somewhere near oh, Junie? That's the was, former yeah. rugby league corner who's what, been held by that's Mike Sneesby. That's what's turning people off? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> no, I'm just saying the mm. highlighting the embedded nature of rugby league in the community yeah. that they produced a top caller. Yeah, they, and uh, an Australian captain, test well, captain true. in Laurie Daly. Yeah, and of course, and Laurie's of course, a great coach, yeah. a blues Laurie's coach, yeah, I know. and a great player. Yeah, great bloke. Great bloke. Mm. Now, Chris has been in touch. He says, uh, I hope I'm wrong, but after looking through the ABC's online election guide, I can only see two former NRL players running for parliament in the upcoming election. Yeah. I'm shocked by this. Dishhead Dowling is running for Clive Palmer's party. He's still going round Dish. Dish, yeah, in That's the Townsville fantastic. seat of Herbert. And uh, former North Queensland cowboy Rod Jensen is running for the Catter party in far North Queensland. Wow. This appears to be a worrying low representation of rugby league players in our democratic democratic system. That's true. Can you remember the brick with eyes in Parliament tore yes, the place apart? He did. Glenn Lazarus. Glenn Lazarus. Senator Lazarus. Sorry, yes, Senator Lazarus. Yes. He he broke through the grass ceiling. He did. He did. And I would have thought a lot of people would have followed, thought, you know, looked at uh, at brick and thought, well, I, I might but he give it a involved go. with this myself. Yeah. So that is very disappointing. But at least there's two representatives there. And Dishev Dowling won't let you down. Oh, he won't let you down. just look at his head. He won't take a backward step. I mean, he's going to make sure that interest rates on homes don't go above 3% for the next 10 years. Why do they call him Dishev, Ruth? Now, Mick's been in touch. I just want to say thank you for the weekly show. I moved down here in January. Now, Mick is... uh, a rugby league-starved Queenslander living in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, it's true, they don't want to talk about rugby league in Victoria. The Saturday paper is full of AFL, only the Melbourne Storm gets some coverage and maybe a paragraph towards the back of the sports section. Not sure what will happen at State of Origin time. He's wondering if down the track there could be a regional Victorian rugby league team. Is he? He is. A rural well, region. Well, Mick, it's up to you to start planting the seeds. Yes. I mean, we can't do it for you, fella. Uh. You've got to get out there every day and talk rugby league to your mates. And Even though they hate you for it, they will at first. But then? But then, you know, tell them about Cam and the Eye of the Storm and Belly Ache and, and the Storm. And How good Parramatta and Penrith were. Yeah. What a now, great game it was last How about night. I've got a place where you could locate this uh, rural or regional team? Shepparton. Shepparton. Remember how they got the dud? They got dudded, didn't they? The, uh, yeah, the Commonwealth the Games. Games. And they've got excellent facilities they there. excellent facilities. Yeah, toilets. Toilets. Everything. Toilets everywhere. You haven't got to go 10 metres to find a toilet. You, you don't. No matter where you are in Shepparton, you're guaranteed. Knock, knock, knock on the door. There's someone there. Yeah, that's right. Red's been in touch. He says, I listened with a great interest last week to your account of the planned six or 7,000 toilet revamp of the SFS. Yes, it's on. Being a former North Sydney Bears and Earth, while Sydney Sea Eagles supporter, my first and foremost priority when I arrive at a game is, where can I get a bloody good coffee? Fair enough. He's not alone there. Fair enough. 
If this new stadium doesn't have at least four or five hundred quality coffee outlets, then I'm buggered if I'm forking out for the price of entry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many of the players would share my concerns, especially those from the Roosters, Bunnies and Storm, our southern capital trendsetters, who know the difference between blowing the top off a latte a macchiato and a soy chai latte. Have you noticed that whenever we see footage of players on training days or walking in and out of the judiciary or district courthouse midweek, they're invariably invariably clutching a takeaway coffee in their swollen, blood-stained midst. Rugby league and coffee go hand in hand. He's right. Remember the... He's right. The reason why the Parramatta Stadium's so great... Yes. ...is they've got that area area around it... Yes. ...which is coffee compliant. It is. And you get a sandwich as well to you go can. with your coffee if, just before first a game. First-class sandwich, I'd First-class sandwich, and you can... Yep. I think we've you spoken to... You can get sourdough, rye bread... Can you? You can get seeded, multigrain, yep. Sure. Now, we spoke sure. to a person who, who made that a ritual when they went out there, was to get a cup of coffee yes. and a sandwich before they went to see the game. That's right. That's right. Can you take a sandwich and a coffee into the game? Well, I hope not. Oh, yeah, sure. If you buy can it, you? you take it in. Can yeah, you take it I'm in? pretty sure you can. Because some, some stadiums won't let you. You've got, you you've got to buy stuff in. that's in there. Yeah, I know. And well, but but you can say to them, look, I'm just having this now, but I will be buying a coffee when I get in. See if that works. Uh, now, this comes from Tony. He says, um, further to last week's deeply disturbing bludging report that Nathan Tinkler has gone missing... Here's a few other names to add to the list of those gone missing. Right. This started because of Joe Bugner was missing. Yeah, but, but Joe found was found. Him. Yeah. Joe was found. No, yeah. I don't think Nathan Tinkler's been found. Right. I don't think so. I wonder if missing persons... I don't know. ...had got an APB out on... Yeah, t- out on the tink, yeah. Uh, anyway, he says... Uh, here's a few uh, na- uh, names to add to the list. Ray Warren. Yeah, but... Well, Ray is missing, but Ray has chosen, hasn't he? This sort of self-exile at the moment. He'll be back for state of origin, I'm sure. Right. We, we Although saw... I don't, Sneesby said nothing. See, very QT on the yeah. Sneesby on the on the Warren front, and yeah. I've got no idea of whether he he's it's self-imposed exile. I have no idea. Yeah. I've no idea. And Gus hasn't said anything. No, Gus, very QT. He's got other things to fr- worry about. Well, I know he's, he's got, got other things to worry about. But when he's doing the, the the Sunday afternoon match, you know, Sunday people love Sunday afternoon rugby league. Well, I suppose they do, Gus. But tell us about Rabs. Um, the Channel 9 producers of The Eye of the Storm, they've gone missing. Well, yeah, because... Channel 9 CEO Mike Sneesby, gone missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA's Dart Australian import, Ben, Mr No-Show Simmons. Yeah. He's gone missing. Yeah. Well, he had a serious... Uh, Problem. ...disc operation in his back. And is he the one... And who... they, they say the, the, it's gone tickety-boo and, you know, it's, it's a great result, but he feels fine... But you've just got to mention basketball to him and he gets a backache. That's right. his problem, so it's psychological. Didn't he have a bad case of the shooting yips? Yeah, mm. he did. Makes it hard. Only from the foul line. Ah. Yeah, from the foul line. Uh, the Socceroos have gone missing, both halves of every game. Socceroo coach Graham Arnold, not only gone missing but presumed dead. Minister for Sport, Duke, uh, Dick Colbeck. Ah, very missing. Very missing. Mm-hmm. Ricky Stewart and his That Wasn't Us Raiders. If it wasn't for the Raiders playing out there, then who was it? Team of Raiders imposters. Would the real Raiders please stand up and report ah, immediately yeah. to Carlos Schmierson Stadium? <laughs> Fair enough. There's somebody who listens to the show. Yes. Now. Yeah. How about that guy, Tudge? 
Judge, is he gone? Yeah, he's gone missing. I've got no idea of what he's doing with his time. And what about Gagins? The Gagins report into oh, who yeah. knew when, what, when, when and what yeah. in the Prime Minister's department. Yeah, look. When's, uh, when's, when are we going to find out about that? That's gone missing. Yeah. Has Gagins gone missing? I suppose he has. Yeah, certainly Tudge is completely. Tudge has gone completely missing. Yeah. Is he or isn't he? Is yes. the question everybody's asking. And why was $500,000 $500, paid to... Rochelle Miller. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a bit Tudge hard. Has, has Tudge got something to do with that? Hey, Tudge. Tudge. Yeah, Tudge initiated the start. Yeah. Uh, too many questions. I mean, why doesn't somebody ask the Prime Minister about this when he's out and about? Hey, yeah. Prime Minister, what happened to Tudge? <laughs> when are we going to see Tudge? We love Tudge. We love Tudgey. <laughs> Prime Minister. <laughs> now, <laughs> Cam. Cam's been in touch. Uh, he said you're certainly onto something with the concept of a streak around. Yes, yeah, streak around. That's us. The uncertainty of it all could be promoted by making it a streaker pitch invader friendly game for any time the bottom two teams meet. Oh, like, could it be Canterbury and Can- Yeah, yeah and, that's uh, right. Raiders? Yeah, yeah, Canterbury and Raiders. That would have been perfect Close for the streak the around. Yeah. yeah. Imagine the bottom of the table clash at Homebush or Suncorp or Belmore. Sell out crowd with pre match, half time, and full time intrusions onto the pitch. The game could always be broken into four times 20-minute quarters to provide another two opportunities for punters to hop the fence in the nude, throw in a security guard, a 30-yard sprint race and tackling competition and uh, you'd get a sell-out, sell-out guaranteed for any bottom-of-the-round clash. Now, was, was I missed something or was there a streaker last night in one of the matches? I think or there might have been, might have been, might have been. But, you know, Channel 9 don't cover it. No. Well, that's Sneesby either. That's Sneesby. He no hates streakers. streakers. It'll only encourage junior grade kids to strip he, off and run I around. I know. He doesn't realise. A lot of people watch rugby league on the off chance they might see someone do something weird. Understand that, Sneesby? Sneesby? What do you know about Tudge? Sneesby? Give us some Tudge news. Now... Uh, Brenton in Canberra has been in touch. He says, Adam Elliott has put himself forward this week as the doyen of rugby league literature, both quoting Sun Tzu in an interview, i.e. stating you should never underestimate your opponents. Wow, is that Sun Tzu? Apparently. And revealing that he himself is a writer. Elliott was quoted as saying, I'm a writer. I have a little book that I write things in and then refused to read any of his work for the press. Yeah, because it was all Yeah, he's waiting list. for it to go, go through the... Oh, OK. The edit, publisher, editors yeah, have got yeah, to look at it and mm. all of that and make sure it's... Did he give any idea of the themes? No. Nope. Right. Firstly, this marriage of NRL and Chinese philosophy may be just a shot in the arm the game needs to take the, awaken the sleeping dragon of Chinese rugby league. Second, I, for one, would love to see the sort of prose that Adam Elliott is producing, and it makes me wonder if there are, there's been or... or are there any other notable NRL players who were men of letters? Well, yes. Well, I mean, just off the top of our heads, Fatty and Chook, laughing Love at the league. league. Yeah. Cam Smith, the Cam Smith story. It might have been hey, called The Storm Within. Yeah, and that was ghosted by somebody. Yeah, but it was all Cam. It was all Cam, yes. Billy Slater, the autobiography. Ah, yes. Says Sonny Bill, You Can't Stop the Sun From Shining. Is that Sonny Bill? Sonny Bill. You can't stop the sun from shining. So so true, unless there's a cloud. Um, Tries, Lies and Meat Pies, Sam Thiday. Mm-hmm. Very funny mm-hmm. book. Talent is Not Enough, the Danny Badira story. Talent is Not Enough. Yes. Heart and Soul, the Paul Gallen story. Right. Hard Truth, Todd Carney. Mm-hmm. Gaz, the Mark Gaznier story. Beautiful read, that one. Right. 
I I lent it to you. You haven't given it back to me yet. I assume you're still reading it. (laughs) It's a a serious tome. Yeah, and, of course, Wayne Bennett, The Man in the Mirror. And uh, Don't Die With The Music In You. Oh, yeah, Don't Die With The Music. That might have been the follow-up. So, yeah, look, there's plenty, plenty out there, Brenton. You've just got to get yourself to a bloody bookshop and go to the rugby league section, which is the largest section in any bookshop in New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, just finally here, HG, the Lakes United Old Boys are having their 75th anniversary, I think, uh, might that, be in June or July. They wouldn't be playing still, would they, Roy? Yes, they are. The major celebration of the season will be an anniversary dinner celebration to be held at the Belmont 16-foot sailing uh, club. It's a beautiful room. It's a beautiful room. I know, there. I've been there. I know you have. Mm. Uh, among the many inclusions are a superb two-course dinner, a five-hour drink package, only five hours. That can't be right. It must be a misprint. 55-hour drink package, live music and guest speakers. Plans are afoot for a wonderful evening of nostalgia and camaraderie. Tickets are available, $160 per head. That's cheap. All inclusive. Um, so that's on... Uh, I'm looking for a date here. Uh, now, the Lakes United latest publication, Still True Blue and Gold, a 98-page history of the club, is in all, all all useful bookshops in Australia for those who love rugby league writing. Uh, it's available. An informal gathering, a warm-up, if you like, at Swansea RSL Club on Friday the 10th of June. Oh, it must be the following night. It must be the following night, Saturday mm. the 11th of June. Oh, oh, it's good to put out a flyer without a date on it. Yeah, in our home game versus Cessnock at Carl oh. Oval on Sunday the 12th of June. Oh, what a, what a what weekend. What a weekend. Friday, Friday Saturday. the 55-hour yeah, drinking thing for 160 going. bucks, all you can eat, at the 16-foot skiff club. Oh, Great. Man. Lakes United. I, I think Peter, Rugby League Peter people Coots, can do anything. Peter Coots, Father John Coots' brother might have played for Lakes United, right. I think. A dominant club in the a area. A very dominant club. Mm-hmm. A very fine club. People who put something back into the grassroots of rugby league, unlike a lot of other clubs we won't name. That's it for emails. Could multinationals own NRL teams? Imagine a top four in 2022 featuring the Tesla Rabbits, the Amazon Eels, the Facebook Tigers and the Huawei Broncos. Rugby League, it's a funny old game and nothing would surprise bludging on the blind side. Look, um... Jared from Armadale is reminding me, HG, that uh, Michael Cleary, who oh, yes. might have been a winger for Easts, South, 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 I think, South, uh, was a minister of the New South Wales government. Yeah, hmm. we we were just because of the nature of the times, focusing on obviously the big house in Canberra. Yes, we but were. But you'd probably find quite a lot of uh... rugby league players ended up. I tell you what, a lot of them should have done. Chuck Raper, Chuck would have been a great minister for sport. Yes. How about Mario Fennick? Mario Fennick would have been yeah, a great minister. I just picked him as a name, yes. you, know, you know. Yes. I did yep. see uh, somebody sent me a note the other day, and I should uh, have, uh, not introduce this topic in this way, mm. but Eric Guru Growth yes. is um, still playing music and performing Good. regularly. Good. Mm. That, that's, uh, did that happen mm. with the uh, – wasn't there a big uh, game for Parramatta? It might have been last weekend where – Crow, oh. Pricey and the Crow. And I think the Guru was at the that. The Guru was at that. Yeah, it was more a gathering than yeah. a, I don't think uh, the Guru got the axe out. No, I'm sure he didn't, yeah. but I think he was there. And I'm just reminded that uh, Chuck Raper published his own book, The Man in the Bowler Hat. Great read. Now, 
Here's a good news story is <clears throat> there's been a 10% increase in rugby league participation across the Northern Territory over the past year. Well, what are they doing that rural New South Wales isn't doing? Mm. But player retention remains, remains a major issue mm. uh, for the sport. Right. Uh, now, with men's A-grade season starting on April the 23rd, obviously already underway, Tony Crow, the former operations manager of the NRL and WA, said the opportunities to build the sport in the Territory will wait for it through the roof. Wow. Through the roof. Well, Tony Crowe's doing something, right? Now, r- rugby has always been good at recruitment but terrible, terrible at retention. He means mm. rugby league, I'm sure, there. Yes. Sometimes due to poor relationships with coaches, volunteers, venues and administration. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of kids are coming through the front door then going out the back door. That's across the board. However, he said the territory was more rugby league-centric than probably Perth, Adelaide or probably even Victoria to a certain extent. That's a big call. Isn't that a big call? Participation numbers per capita in NT is the third biggest for rugby league. Mm. Well in front of Western Australia, well in front of Victoria, and poor old South Australia is just in last place. No surprises there. Yes. The league has also uh, been <clears throat> has also confirmed there's been a 9% increase in participation with the NR, NRLNT, obviously the local comp. Mm. Crow said it was committed to uh, building ongoing participation growth in the NT and understanding the needs of women's rugby league, which needed a tailored approach. Now, two things. Mm. Could Darwin Port sponsor that rugby league team? Yes, they could. Now, you're talking about... Theoretically, they could, yes. Yeah, would the government step in road there and say, no, we don't want any, you know, et cetera? Because I think that that would be a tight fit in your soft power. Yes. It's a two-way street when you get involved with, uh, you know, the people who own the Darwin Port. Yes, yes. Because they're owned by the Chinese government. They are. Now, wouldn't that be great to see that bridge built... Not by politicians, not by people bagging each other, but by people doing something that would be good for both communities. This by is, introducing this, yes. rugby league into China yeah. and having a supported, you know, maybe a NRL side eventually. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'd call quiet, soft diplomacy. Mm-hmm. It's not broadcasting. It's not shouting, raising your voice, no. going public, trying to embarrass or shame. This would be... A win-win. A win-win. Yeah, you'd yes. never get that, you know, <clears throat> if you want peace, prepare for war rubbish. No. Through the uh, rugby league. Now, no, no. You'd leave that talk for the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a good news story too. I flagged this earlier. Mm-hmm. He might, you know, Sam Burgess, rabbit mm-hmm. likes a chew. He, <clears throat> Sam and his brother Luke have become part owners of the Arara Valley Jerky. Now, this is a... Is this a dried meat of A sorts? dried meat. Now, yeah. he um, obviously, uh, he's playing with the... I think he's coaching the Arara Valley. I don't think the team's called Jerky. It's got another name. But right. the Arara Valley, you know... Hawks. Yeah, that'll do. Right. <clears throat> Footy pal Dan van der Donk runs the business and introduced Sam to Jerky dried meat... Uh, jerky, a dried meat that's particularly popular in South Africa years ago. Mm. I never really had uh, a jerky before I tried dance, but I was obsessed. I would dream of it and wake up at midnight to eat some. I ate so much that my jaw would get sore. I asked Dan if I could was get that on. the jury got broken? I think so. Yeah, so problem. it's probably challenged anyway, so a good strong jerky would sort it out. <laughs> I asked Dan if I could get on board and grow the business because I wanted to get the product out there. Mm. Vander Donk mm. said getting Burgesses on board, that's uh, obviously the brother Luke and uh, Sam, mm. Get on board, opened many doors, and the company was now selling, wait for it, 12,000 bags of jerky a week. Wow. Their involvement has seen it grow exponentially. The jerky will also be sold at pubs. Good. Uh, <clears throat> there's a, 
Is it, you, would you would you have it as you would have it like a beer nut? I assume so. I've got no well, idea. I've got no idea either. I, I would assume so. A salty, it's salty dried, it? chewing. Yes. Never mind the bus. And is this Van der Donk? Is he from South Africa? HG. He's I got think a South so. African sounding name, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So the jerky is going to be sold at pubs owned by beer baron Stu Landy, who owns about four hundred and fifty thousand hotels across Australia. Right. And they're going to join forces with the Burgesses to buy the Bayview Hotel in Woi Woi. Yes. Which I know very well. Set it well. up as a sort of jerky complex Central, there. Exactly. Jerky Central. Good. So you can get your jerky supplies, your flavoured jerkies, etc., and have a beer. Try it all out. So that's right. tremendous news. Right. Tremendous news. Does it come from what, – where is jerky sauce, HG? Does well, it just come – what what part of the uh, – Dried meats. Dried, yeah. dried meat, curing meat is a fantastic uh, skill. Well, again, I know the Italians and the Spanish and the exactly French have been, been doing, doing it for a years. hell of a yeah, long time. Yes. And I think that what happens here is it's a it's – a, It's a, a very thin strip of beef, yeah, isn't it? Yes, I think that's right. And flavoured It's cured in smoked, a box I, with I smoke? Smoke? I, I hope so. Is it smoked or is it just dried? I'm pretty sure you get smoked jerky and just plain dry. Jerky. Right. Now. How big are the packets you buy, actually? Would it... oh, I can get, I think you can get up to five kilo in one. Right. So quite a sizable lot. They'd keep you going so, for a well, Yeah, for a, well, for at least a game. <laughs> Fashion comes and goes. Pop comes and goes. What comes, goes. Not Rugby League. Rugby League just comes. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And, Roy, just a, a quick uh, update on, uh, well, something we haven't talked at all about ever before. I, I've been, in, people have got in touch with me through the Sussex Swans. Oh, the Sussex uh, Swans, yes. Yeah, an AFL side, not mm. a rugby league side. Sure. They, uh, Laurie, the president, got in touch and said, uh, you know, the season's about to begin. Could you give a shout-out to people who might be travelling over right. to take shorts and boots because they could always use a couple of extra players? Right. The Sussex Swans, they play about now south of London. They play in the AFL London League. Yep. The club uh, split in the 1990s to become two sites, one based in London, one based in Sussex, predictably okay. enough. Yep. They got a women's team in 2018. Uh, the men now who um, <clears throat> won the conference in 2021, the women's side, mm-hmm. without a point scored against them. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's hard to imagine. In That's AFL. great defence. <clears throat> great defence. Great defence. The men's right. are third in a social comp but dipped out on percentage. Now, <clears throat> this is one of the codes and one of the competitions the murderer has not tried to kill so far, but I notice he's travelling around a bit, so I asked people in the Sussex area to keep their eye open for an AFL CEO with a bloodstained buddy knife in his hip pocket. Now, they're a feeder club into the Welsh international AFL team, right. and I've met some of the internationals before, excellent players, excellent people, yeah. and uh, the Euro comp, which is the comp that both London Swans and Sussex Swans play in, begins on the 14th. And it's a, it's a, well, it's an odd match because the first game, mm. 14th of May, that is, is between the London and the Sussex Swans. Right. And I'm seeing, you know, in the not too distant future, Six Nations AFL. Wow. You know, so you've got yes. Welsh, yeah, Ireland, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you know yeah. Well, Nations. the Irish would get on board. They could, they, they they could play, play tomorrow. They'd, they'd dominate, I think, yeah. at the moment. Mm. Scotland, England, yeah. and you'd have to go to the continent for the other one, like let's say France or Italy or something Italy, like that. Yeah. Spain, Nations. perhaps. Yeah. Spain, oh, Spain would be great. Be. And, they, of course, they've got ovals. Mm. They do. So they've got ovals. They don't need to worry about the problem of rectangular no. you know, playing areas. Yes. So yes. that's you, tremendous You, you might for... struggle to find, oh, bull rings, I suppose, in Spain. Yeah. Spurs. With, with sand. Yeah. That would yeah. challenge some people. It, it would. 
it but, would. Uh, you might be able to put artificial grass down to, uh, I don't know, for, for the AFL there. And what's interesting is... Is bullfighting still legal in, I, in Spain? What an I'm interesting question. Sure. It's very QT. Yeah, because it's a very cultural thing. It is. Uh, I mean, Picasso loved his bullfighting. Yeah, well, so did Hemingway. But, Hemingway um, loved his bullfighting, but he wasn't be, even Spanish. No. Sneezeby put up a sh- an hour a week of bullfighting. Bullfights this week from Seville. Bullfights next week from Madrid. Right. You know, Zaragoza yeah. the following week. Oh, okay. Well, it'd be cheap television. And that, that, that's what he's looking for. Um... Now, wow. the, the original South African jerky is called biltong. Ah, yes, that's right. And it's springbok meat. Is that right? It's uh, Springbok so meat. Now, is Van der Donk uh, importing springbok for his jerky, for, for the Burgess jerky? What I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But springbok's like an antelope deer. It is. It you is. Know, sort of fast-moving. Yes. Uh, you know. You'd imagine it'd be a reasonably fat-free sort of... It would It'd probably be very uh, correct health-wise. Yes. Not sure about this process of, you know, obviously smoking it because you'd have chemicals and additives to yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. I don't but, know. Um, right. Well, I mean, I haven't heard of the last boatload of Springboks coming over. No. They've kept that quiet. They have. Who's been managing that? Tudge! <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if television showing it, Roy, how they make their jerky. Oh, they would be. Yeah. I, I'm sure, you know, those lifestyle shows do deal with that all the time. And Ah, yeah. true. Yes, no, I accept that. And here's Brad, you know, with a springbok making some jerky. How's yeah. it going there, Brad? Yeah, yeah oh. well, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I, I've cut it real thin, as you can see, and now I'm pegging it up on the string and I'll leave it there for six weeks. Yeah. And here's some I made a bit earlier. Yeah. Would you like to try some? <laughs> now. Mm. This is a very disturbing, you know, we're worried about the future of rugby league, obviously, rural and regional, it's in crisis. The, uh, there was a night we went to the other night for coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wasn't it a magic night? It was. This I, is last Saturday night. I know, expect, I expected Feels like, bit. you know, it was just yesterday. Well, it almost was. He spoke well, didn't he? He did. And I yeah. expected it to be a dull affair, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And they're very upbeat about the Olympics. Yes. The Olympics in Brisbane. They were, Everybody's on board. Yeah. And there's a great story about how cheap the Brisbane Olympics is going to be. Oh, yeah, I don't really? Quite, I don't know how cheap, but they think it could be the cheapest Olympics ever. Oh, I don't like the sound of this. Well, they've got venues and they're going to just tart up the front of a couple of stadiums and that's it. What, Lang Park? Lang Park and, and uh, you know, the Gabba. Right. Well, there's two venues. Where are they going to have the swimming? Well, they'd have to have the Chandler Pool if they've got the right pool. Or the, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. You know, that one up the, yeah. uh, on the, just on the top of the city there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which produced lots of Olympic champions. Sure. Now, this is where it gets wobbly. Mm-hmm. The newly appointed Australian Olympic Committee president, Ian Chesterman, says mm-hmm. he's after the hearts and minds of young athletes as the AOC prepares to go head-to-head with major winter codes for the next generation of top-tier talent. It's going to make it even more challenging for rural and regional rugby league by the sounds yeah. of things. If you've got Chesterman sniffing about trying to get kids to run, jump and bloody throw discs, throw discs and that sort of stuff. Now, Chesterman, one, well, I don't have to relay that. It gives Chesterman, <laughs> uh, he's the boss now, uh, he's, you know, obviously he was chef de mission mm-hmm. in Tokyo and has been chef de mission for some time. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Matt Carroll, of course, the other um, person that we met him at the night the other night. We did. Um, you know, obviously trying to get uh, funding. Yes. So to make sure that the, <coughs> the Olympics don't miss out on the next Peter Bowl or Ariana Titmus. Yes. We have to drive the interest in Olympic sports. Mm. We're really passionate in what Olympic sports 
off of this country. There are 43 different sports and something of uh, something for everyone. We need to encourage kids to dream about not becoming, wait for an AFL or a rugby league player, but becoming an Olympian. Yes. With 2032 already secured, Brisbane is the fantastic moment to inspire you, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Yes, now. yes. Well, <laughs> well, could I suggest there's been a bit of a – the rudder has changed since Sir Chesterman's taken over? Because I tell you what, John Coates would never have approved of a cheap games, would he? No, now. Speaking. He'd have guaranteed the funding. He'd have yeah. twisted arms. He would. He would. Now, we come back to those numbers I read out earlier. I tell you who was missing there last Saturday, Colbeck. He wasn't there. He, oh, Colbeck. You know, don't get me gone started. Missing. I, gone yeah, missing. Where is man. he? Gone missing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many gone missing. Now, what I wanted to ask was player salaries. Now, here we go. I, I just have a look at a couple here. Cam Munster, 950K. Now, what's the Olympic offering him? What's the Olympic movement offering a bloke who earns 950k a year? Yes. Nathan Has Cleary. Munster expressed any interest in competing in the uh, Olympics? Weightlifting in... or something like that. Oh, or, weightlifting. Or, or I or didn't know he did that on the... Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure he would. He'd be able to bench press a fair bit. Yeah, right. But then he gets the money so he can train in that particular discipline. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, he's got to worry about running and, yes. you know, obviously... If, uh, if he stuff. was to switch to uh, shot put or something like that, HG, yeah. is he allowed to get sponsorship? He is up until the game starts and Start. then he's got to drop off, as I understand it. But don't quote me on that. So I might, so, I might be off the pace. Right. So if he got some sponsorships, say, from... China Ports. Well, Vanderdonk, oh, Van... Beef Jerky. It's tight fit. Very. Munster and Jerk. Yeah. Those Doing the weightlifting. Yes. But that does that mean, though, when he comes out to shot the put, uh, in on the Gold Coast, he's got to wear the green. He's got to wear the green and gold. He can't yeah, wear, he can't you know, wear. I eat beef jerky. Oh, well, I love Burjo's beef jerky, yeah, sort of thing. Sort of thing. He's Mate. not allowed to do that. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, well, there's not much in it for Vanderdonk to throw some money at Munster if he's not going to get anything out of it. Well, he can do sponsorship at, at the warm-up meets, <laughs> like they might have a circuit. You know, Shepparton. Oh, he could do ads leading up. To, yeah, but, but he, yeah. unless they people ask me why I'm so fit. Yeah, what, you know, yeah. well, I'm so fit because I eat Vanadong, Vanadong, Jerky. Yeah. You know, I can't get enough of it. I wake up dreaming of it. Yeah. That was a great plug, wasn't it? Yeah. Sam, mm. wake up dreaming of it. Yes. And then eat it. I mean, you don't often follow through with a dream, do you? Like no, you that. don't. You don't. I wonder if Sam goes to bed with a little packet of jerky beside the bed. Uh, lovely idea that... Uh, he couldn't go away for the weekend because they were showing something on TV and it may, may never been shown again. Now, mm -hmm. what I don't get though, Roy, yes. is rugby league players tend to do the same thing and be sort of cut from the same mould yes. coming through the junior grades and so on. Mm. Where's Chesterman going to start offering or dragging the dollar across the trail of this? Because yes. it's not as though it's easy to make someone who plays rugby league into a rower. I'm not saying it can't be done, mm. but it doesn't look like an easy get or into a long jumper. Do you know what I mean? Or into a yeah. squash player. I know squash isn't in the Olympics at the moment, or a badminton player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to do. It is hard to do. It is. It's different if they've not done And it's done difficult anything. to corral, difficult to organise. I mean, let's say you are living in Orange or Grenfell. You mentioned Grenfell earlier, HG. And you did have a dream to be, say, a sailor or, or a rower. Mm -hmm. Where do you go? How can you train? How can you get the field of, uh, you know, sitting on a boat with the sail propelling you? How do you get better at that? Uh, I'm grateful. 
I've got no idea. <clears throat> and remember a 470, let's tell you 470 class. I'm yeah. not sure if that's still in the Olympics. Nor am they I. cost a fortune to Yes, they do. One. I know. Or even a rowing boat. Yes. You know, and, and then you've got to find four mates or three mates to do it with. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, it's very, very difficult. And is he suggesting mm. all this will be funded through the government, you know? I, 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 th- I think he is. I, I think he's, he's offering the promise that if any kitty has a dream... Get in touch. Get in touch and we'll do all we can to realise it. And it's so much easier to have Sam Burgess's dream of a bag of jerky because all he has to do is freight up another load to Sam. Yeah. But this is moving people around and... That's right. ...billeting them with people who might or may yes. not be that interested in it. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't know if you are a rower in Grenfell where you are going to go. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a good question. You know, does it mean you've got to go to boarding school? Probably does. Probably does. But what happens if your dream changes halfway through and you think, oh, no, I thought I think the 470s might be for me after all? Yeah, because you, you might be at a boarding school near the harbour and you see the boats. Yes, exactly. And then you exactly. think, oh, no, I want to be there. Yeah. Or you go to a, accidentally go to a game of rugby league. Yeah, I know. Well, that... And you think, oh, well, send me back to Grenfell. I'll play for the... I don't know. Mm. I don't know what the solution is, HG. I don't know. Now, can I... I mean, why do you want people to dream? You want somehow these dreams to be realistic, don't you? You don't want to be selling kids a pup. You don't want kids saying, oh, well, Chesterman's in now. Hmm. I might uh, get stuck into the sailing in Grenfell. Now, look, can I just say, unfortunately, life doesn't work like that. The implausible dreams are the things that people like. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of parents probably at the moment hosing kids down saying, well, that's just Chesterman talking. Yeah. It's not realistic. You've got to be realistic. Yeah. The opportunities for you here are these. Mm -hmm. Shooting, Mm -hmm. rugby league. Cow roping. Running. Yeah. Making jerky. (laughs) So formulate your dreams around that and Mm -hmm. we'll all get on tickety-boo. Now. Uh, big story this week concerned. We've already touched a little bit about the Oval and the battle between the Rugby League and the State Government in New South Wales. Yes. Concerning whether money is used to redevelop the Stadium Australia complex. Yes. More toilets, roof, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Coffee shops. Or whether we fritter the money around all over the place and build a number of stadiums, which I can list now for you. Yes. Which look to me like a herd of white elephants. Well, hang on. The track. Is the uh, museum and the new grandstand at Leichhardt Oval, is that part of this package? Sadly, it's Cause not. Because it's, it's fully funded, according to Blocker. It's going to be funded by Inner West Council. Whoa. They've struck gold in the backyard, have they? Apparently. Now, the Panther Stadium is uh, 300 to 350. Look, these are today's numbers now. My experience of planning is it's a, if you say it's worth 300 to 350 a day, you've got to time 26%. You've got to add 26% year yes. on, year on, year on. That's at the current rate of inflation. That's right. Well, you're suggesting inflation is at 26%, not the 5.1% that the federal the, the, the Reserve <coughs> Bank the, thinks it is. Yeah, the difficulty is everything. You're more realistic. It's 26%. Yeah. You know it is. Look at the vegetables. Exactly. exactly. Now, what happens is it's realistic because everything goes up all the time. All the time. Every time. Yep. So they're talking about a 300, you're not going to get anything for, you're going to be lucky to get a line marking machine for 300, 350 million by the time you build this thing. They're going to knock down and rebuild a 25,000 seat stadium on the existing site. The plan is to demolish the current facility at season's end with Penrith to play home games at Combank Stadium until they return to the new stadium, not what would be called something like the Roy Simmons in 2025. Right. 
I thought that stand was perfectly good there at Penrith. I don't get People it. People love it. It was used last night. I know. I know. And looked, it looked tickety-boo. It, it looked great. Now, Leichhardt Oval, this is yours. Yes. Potential 50 million investment that would provide potential knockdown and rebuild of the Western Grandstand. Yes. That's called the Latcham Robinson Stand. I didn't know that. No. Now I've that, been going there for years. We <laughs> kept that quiet. Now, the difficulty here is, is that... This rebuild you're talking about is a much more ambitious yes. project. So yeah. you've got 50 in the tank already for that. Well, 50 is great. Is there any mention of the heritage order being placed on the toilets, the existing toilets? Uh, yes. Or are they suggesting the toilets go in the demolition? No, no. Because that can't happen. That'll be standalone and they'll have a perspex, perspex oh. housing for them. So, so, okay. so you'll be able to go in if you want to. Yes. Can't use them, obviously. Too valuable for that now. Sure. But the perspex housing sure. will enable people to see them. And, and a perspex roof so you oh, can yeah, walk perfect. over the top of it and oh. look down, see what people got up to. That'll cost something more because you'll need a ladder up to it and then obviously a walkway across the oh, top okay. and ladder yeah, down yeah, the yeah. other side. Yeah. But yeah. that could be possible. Sure. <clears throat> I'd love to think that could be sponsored by, say, the beef jerky makers. Right. Anyway, now, Shark Park. Or, or, or bowel cancer awareness. Oh, bowel cancer. Oh, what a tight fit. Totally yeah. tight fit. Yeah, but donated money. I don't want bowel cancer community having to shell out to build a, a walkway. On oh, top no, of no, the no, 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 no. The Perspex, all of that, that heritage order, all of that, that's covered by Inner West Council. Right, okay. But if you do go, it would be nice if you could get, pick up for free a, a kit. kit to check bowel, bowel cancer. cancer. Yeah, obviously, that's all, that's all tacit in yes. this proposal. Now, Shark Park, this is a, oh, I don't know what it's called. It's called All Bet Stadium or something like that at the moment. All Bets are off stadium or is it Four Pines or something? No, Four Pines is the... Oh, Four Pines. He's out there in yeah, uh, Manly right. Warringah Town. Sure. Now, plans are for a 45 million centre of excellence connecting the southern and western stands at the ground that could be used for seating. Mm-hmm. The venue is owned by the league's club, but the NRL is pushing to ensure the Sharks are looked after. I bet they are. I bet they are. With the uh, Shark number one ticket holder being the PM. <clears throat> yes, has the Look, PM but, said anything about it? No, too too quiet, too, too chicken. Quiet. Now, or is he leaving all the talk to Tudge? <laughs> Tudge, Tudge is ticketed with uh, putting the flag above the guttering on that one. Now, Brookvale Oval. This has got so many names, I can't keep up with it. Yeah. But the Seagulls this year opened a thirty-five million dollar centre of excellence, mm-hmm. which doubles as a three thousand seat undercover grandstand at the northern end. Yes. The NRL wants to complete the rest of the ground, which would cost about a hundred and hundred and fifty million. Then they haven't factored in the toilets. No. So there's going to be a lot more. How than many that. toilets are they and talking about? They're not HG? talking about any toilets. No That's what toilets. I mean. No, they haven't got it. They haven't got there yet. Well, is that a point of difference? Go to Manly, because there are no toilets. Well, it's not a point of difference. <laughs> I don't think you'd advertise that necessarily. Then you've got Cogger Oval. The Dragons don't want to make the permanent move to Sydney, which will reduce the amount of money spent on the ground. Right. So I assume they mean the Sydney Football Stadium. Yes. Now. Well, there's so, no suggestion that uh, St George would go to the Sydney Football Stadium. That's that South East, isn't it? I know, but remember, of course, is that you could So they've got to share it with St George now. Well. What's going to happen to Cogger at Jubilee Oval? Well, that's called Nestrata, <coughs> Netstrata Jubilee Oval. Right. Uh, it looks a bit plain these days and it does suffer poorly by comparison with some of these other flashier. Sure. You know, but there's so much history there. No history, yeah. They could easily have a, their own uh, yes. uh, museum. Yes, they could. But can I just come to the point? I would put a heritage order on Cogger Jubilee Oval, Hol- Holus Bolus. Green Band? Green Band. Yeah. Yes. And what would you do with it? Stage Bublé concerts if he was in town. Sure. I, now, I'm coming to the nub here. Mm. 
There's not you. That sound you hear is a herd of white elephants, isn't it? It is. Sadly, it is. Sadly, it is. Uh, I mean, if if there was um, some coordination here, so that you know the the new stadium at Leichhardt, the new stadium at Manly, the new stadium at Cronulla, they all look the same. So you knew where you were. Yeah. So, you know the, the the toilets are there. You know that. The the Tuck shop's just there, the canteen's there, you get your beers there, you get your beef jerky there. Consistency, and then you'd only need one model, one architect, rather than this constant what duplication. A, what an interesting idea. What an interesting and idea. And so much could be done preformed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You get a discount on bulk. You get a discount on bulk. Yeah. Okay, how much are you going to charge for this for, to, to build this stadium? X. What if we say it's 20 stadiums? Yeah. X minus. Yeah, no, I get it. Win, win, win. Yeah. Now, we come to a place like Graham Park or the Central Coast Stadium. Yes. Now, mercifully, this year the Mariners, I think, have got into the A-League Grand Final. I hope I'm right about that. I think you're right there, yeah. So they've had a wonderful year, so people will have come. Yes. But the A-League doesn't pull big numbers. It doesn't. And so it doesn't. They, they it have doesn't. But it's so a often, magnificent stadium. Yeah, that view down that the view Brisbane down water, Brisbane waters. On a, on a summer's night. Oh, there's nothing no, like no, 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 You just thank God you're alive. Yes. Now, it's only a short stroll to uh, what's it called, Iguanas? Iguanas. Oh, yeah, Iguanas. Iguanas. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the Gosford Rugby League. The RSL club there, yeah. yes. Great the Leagues Club. Leagues Club, yeah. The Leagues Club there, the facilities they've got there. I don't know if you could buy jerky there. But, but um, that's but, the only but, thing but missing. That's the only thing missing. It's beautiful there. Mm. God almighty, someone, whoever's in charge of the Central Coast is doing a great job. Now, the Central Coast hoovers up a lot of the activities there. Mm. I'm not sure what other events are going to be at these grounds. Yeah. You know, I mean, Don't I, Manly play at uh, Graham Park every now and again? They, they do. They, they were they, there the other they night. They were there the other day. Mm. But the trouble is, is that mm. there can't be enough of these things to go around. I mean, I like your idea that all these grounds, I thought you were going to head in a slightly different direction. Yes. And I know we've prosecuted this before on this very show. Yes. That all these venues are linked by very fast trains. Oh, well, or... I take it as red. I'm sure that's going to happen. I'm sure that that's got to happen. Yeah. What a very fast train from Graham Park, say, to, to Cogra. Cogra Jubilee Oval. Yeah. Be there in 20 minutes. Mm. Now you're talking. Now, and then, of course, we've got the problems of north of the Tweed, whereas they've got obviously four venues there. There's no talk. I mean, how are these going to compare? Are they going to suffer in comparison? Lang Park's great. That big one they built way up north for the the FNQ Cowboys, that's great. That's great. The Metricon, is that where they, no, they don't play, the Titans don't play in the Metricon anyway. There's one on the Gold Coast, isn't too bad. It's fantastic. So where's these Dolphins going to play? Have they got their own stadium yet? I assume they'll get it. I hope they get a new stadium. That's what Tudge is working on at the moment. Is Tudge working on that? Well, it'll happen. It'll happen. Well, Tudge won't yeah. budge on that, I'm telling you. Sure. But I tell you what, we build all these stadia, and you know what's going to happen? There's going to be the suggestion someone's going to say, oh, why don't we have magic round in Dubbo? Oh, we haven't got a stadium. We haven't got a stadium. Dubbo Stadium. Where's Tudge? Now, writers in rugby believe that there's a um, sea change happening in, um, you know, sporting administration. Yes. And not just because the New South Wales Premier of Perrottet appears to be on verge of caving into them. Well, they've caved into the demands. Mm. But they rugby wants a roofed stadium 
to oh. play finals in them, particularly the World Cup finals. Right. See, the Australian sporting events landscape has changed. Melbourne, Perth and Adelaide are oh. going hard at a variety of sports for the best games and rugby is in high demand despite its status as a relatively relative outsider in the AFL-dominated markets. Yes. But uh, rugby think it's changed dramatically and so Perth, you know, so they well, can't Well, they worry control. that their fans don't want to sit out in all weather anymore. All of that. They, they think that they need a roof. They need a roof. The World Cup is another uh, – final is another um, stratosphere relative to annual test tournaments, yeah. meaning it's a way step up. Sure. Recent whistle-stop tour of Australian major capital city, World Rugby suits had their heads turned by Melbourne's central pro- sporting precinct, yeah. walking distance from central business district, yes. cultural precinct, botanic gardens. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Botanic yeah. gardens, don't get me started. Yes. What a waste of space. And uh, the meandering Yarra River. I mean, it's it's all there. It's all there. It's all there. The tennis centre is not oh, yeah, far that's away. A, that's that, that's all there. That's yeah. But but how can you duplicate that everywhere you go? Well, you can't. I mean, Cogra jubilee over all it's got is a train station. That's there. right. That's right. Not that I'm knocking trains. I'm no, not. no, I'm it's, a, it's a terrific little railway station there. No, no problems with that at all. But is it too late to put a roof on the? The, the Sydney football stadium is being so. constructed at the moment. Is it too late? I don't think so. Oh, well, surely a whisper into the, into the ear of, 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 of the architect and just say, yeah. oh, listen, put a roof on it, put a roof on it. Yeah, it'd be great. be great. Now, well, the roofs aren't that hard. No. I think we've got the technology together to do that. Yes. Now, look, I have to stop here because these issues will run and run and run. They will. But can I thank Ronell again for stepping in from ABC Grandstand. Done She's a great job. Flat out with uh, Rugby League this weekend. She'll be yes. calling matches and yep. keeping Andrew Moore together yes. over the next three days. And yep. Dave Stein, our hardworking producer who's normally here, yes. is still on the sick list. Yes. And we hope uh, he, he and his family are getting over the dreaded lurgy yes. and will be back on deck very soon. But Ronell did another magnificent job today and if anybody could find Tudge, she could. Yeah, well that's true. Can we set up that task this week? I'm happy to. Yeah? Yeah, and a roof on the Sydney Football Stadium at the same time. That's it for Bludging on the Blind Side this week. Stay tuned for more of the same, same place, same destination. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.